Hello and welcome back, my friends, to the second episode of What the Cluck. Woo! Canceled yet. I'm your host and residing lunatic, Vin A. Let's not waste any time and get into some current events. Game of Thrones, an eight-season circle jerk filled with dragons, flaccid penises, rape and incest, and this guy has finally come to an end. The season finale was loudly detested by fans and even triggered some aka 1.5 million people, to create and sign a petition calling for the last season to be remade without the series creators. If only we can do the same for 2016. And if only 1.5 million people cared about shit that actually mattered as opposed to TV shows. For the half of the world who have never watched Game of Thrones, we're just happy you're all done posting, talking, and bitching about it, and can't wait for the new season of Stranger Things to fill that gap in all of our hearts. Next up, a UN report filed earlier this month stated that one million plant and animal species are on the verge of extinction due to climate change, or as climate skeptics refer to it, fake news. Species loss is accelerating at a rate tens or hundreds of times faster than in the past. The animals that are destroying the world and society the most are sadly not included in that million. The United States is no longer a leader in this global fight because we're too busy making America great again. But hopefully the massive amount of tornadoes, floods, hurricanes, fires, droughts, and weather-related deaths ravaging the country will convince our conservative friends to join the fight in conserving the earth. Moving on, more than 170 shoe retailers, including Nike, UGG, Foot Locker, and Adidas, have penned a letter to the White House urging President Trump to halt raising tariffs on footwear imported from China. The White House last week released a fresh list of about $300 billion in Chinese goods that could get hit with 25% tariffs. The list includes footwear from sneakers and sandals, rain boots, and even golf shoes, which would surely affect Donald Trump the most personally because he uses golf shoes far more than his president's shoes. Which begs the question, how can Donald Trump keep kicking himself and us in the ass? Barefoot, mind you, because none of us will soon be able to afford shoes. On to some things that piss me off. Someone needs to explain to me how Apple can charge someone $700 plus for a new iPhone and think giving us these crap headphones that cost $4 to make are still okay. Honestly, if given the blind challenge between putting these headphones into your ear or dirty used razor blades, no one would know or hear the difference. Apple, you need to step up your headphone game. And that does not mean replacing the razor blade headphones with Beats, because those headphones suck just as much ass. <laughs> Lastly, the TSA, which is short for Total Shit Agency, really needs a giant kick in the ass. Now, I understand when the government was shut down, these employees were some of the hardest hit. They went weeks without paychecks, and some still showed up for work, while many just called out, which is totally understandable. But the government is back to functioning-ish, and the paychecks are flowing, and the moods and overall demeanor of these people has not improved. I recently just traveled and made it out of Vegas Airport fun. On my way back to town from Philly, 
My backpack was pulled out of security, even though I paid to be TSA pre-checked to ensure that doesn't happen, and was then subject to a 400-pound professional woman going through my dirty underwear in public, tangling all my music cables, going through my medicine bag, and seeing and missing my actual marijuana vape pen. Like, she actually saw that and was like, no, that's totally cool. That's fine. To then arrive at my $60 tube of expensive hair gel. She told me I was not allowed on the plane with a liquid over 3.5 ounces. I told her hair gel isn't a liquid. Water is a liquid. We then got to arguing for five minutes over varying states of matter, which led to me gently screaming that I made it through the last airport just fine three days ago with this very bottle of hair gel and did not blow up the plane with my hair product. Next thing you know, an entire crowd is standing around recording me because I said the words blow up a plane with hair gel. Long story short, and a few armed guards later, I threw out my hair gel. TSA, we get your necessary evil. But we all know we don't have to take our shoes off anymore. We know we can use our phones during liftoff and landing. We know you're getting some joy out of fucking with us. But seriously, we're all on the same team. We're all Americans. But I know one of you is laughing your ass off right now using my goddamn hair gel. Because we know you all keep the stuff you confiscate from us. All right, we have a great show for you. We have Dennis Blair here, and interestingly enough, my father, Vinny Adenalvi. This should be fun. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for this show. Why? Wow. Yeah, Why? This is, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Number one, we have my dad here, Vinny wow. It's good to spend another Oops. hour with you. Him. All right. <laughs> and also, we got one of my favorite performers, writers, comedians in town, Mr. Dennis Blair. I know, that was a lot I of ass kissing right there. I thought I was canceled for a second. <laughs> It's good to have you both on. I appreciate you taking the time to come. Um, before we get into stuff, I wanted to tell the audience, we're going to be talking politics towards the end of the show. I will give everybody a heads up before we do this, so all the people that aren't adults can leave. Somebody get my, make, uh, make my, my MAGA hat, please bring it in. <laughs> And I, so my, my I will put, give my everybody hat, bring my pussy hat. I will give everybody a heads up when we get into the real shit. Okay, so either way, thanks for coming. Uh, before we get into stuff, I want to talk about uh, some things that you guys have done 
because some people may not know you. Uh, Dennis Blair, first, you're a multi-instrumentalist. Instrumentalist. Instruments, instruments. Uh, <laughs> what do you play? You play guitar, bass? Guitar, bass, a little bit of piano in certain keys. G, F, and C. I, I like it. Piano. I like those keys. After that, that's it. I'm done. You don't need any more. Yeah, don't need. Like, play a little bit of drums. And, of course, what I started with, the accordion. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. Unbelievable. You're also a comedian. Yeah. You're also a writer. Mm. You've, like, written for shows, like yeah. Broadway shows. Right. Like, you're, you're amazing, yeah. dude. You do everything. Well, I'm not amazing, but thanks. But I've done, I, I, nobody said I did any of those well, by the way. <laughs> that was never brought up. I'm saying you, know? you do it well. Yeah, okay, you do good. really good. Well, you All impress right. the shit out of me. You're one of the few people in town that I just go... That's what I want to do, man. I want to be able to write comedy in a show. I want to be able to be a good uh, musician. I want to be able to do a bunch of different things, and, and you do it great. I think you play several instruments, if I don't re- if I recall correctly. I do a few. I do a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, a few. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about, you know, maybe you don't write comedy, but there's always time. I'm trying. That yeah. that intro monologue is like my first uh, hack nice. of comedy. Very, Very nice. nice. You know, it's okay, right? Yeah. Ish. Yeah, it's okay-ish. It's right. Is that a word? Uh, hey, that monologue last night was really okay-ish. <laughs> so anyway, so thank you for coming on. I'm excited Certainly. to have you. Certainly. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Is this going to be an interrogation? No, or this is... Uh, this I'm going to enjoy the rest of the show. This is going to be good. For people yeah. that don't know you and have lived under a rock, uh, you're my dad. Yeah. You're also the founder of the Bronx Wanderers. Yep. You're a singer. You're a former record producer for uh, Life Song Records. Yep. Which did Jim Croce's music, the Partridge Family, Dion for a while. Yeah. You did a lot. You had a great career. You had gold records. Yep. Awesome. Um, See how cool it is. I don't even have to talk. What I'm, else did I do? I know a little bit about my guests. What else I gotta did I say, do? I did a little. I did a little <laughs> bit of homework for them. So that's like pretty uh, cool. I feel really small now. But um, either way, so I'm happy that you're on. I I appreciate you being on. You, you do a lot. You you put up with a lot, especially with me. So thanks for coming on. All right, let's get into it. Show short. Um, being able being able to entertain. And talk to an audience is a lost art, is what I really feel, especially with with younger people, especially in my generation. When you see young people go on stage, uh, if they're doing covers, this is a song that was written in 1985 by Bon Jovi. Here we go. This next song, this is a song written by Radiohead. Here we go. It's like nobody's got that that thing anymore and i feel like it's like a lost art how do you guys come up with your material your rap your uh you know your basic stage persona how do you make it look so easy and authentic so and i think you totally would get this mel brooks would always say either you got it or you ain't got it mm-hmm. and the guys that are funny like dennis and i'd like to say myself it's just you know it, it's all of our years of living all of our experience that we've had the way we look at things, the way we could twist something and make it funny or not, we just, we go and we riff. It just comes with doing it 80, I've been doing this 97 years. <laughs> you look really good for no, your Thank age. you so yeah. much. You really did. That's why I tell people that, so they go, wow, I didn't know. Wow. And then he goes, wow, what's the secret? Yeah. And then I sell youth products. But yeah. like, how do you how do you know something's funny? Like, do you practice saying it in the mirror? Do you if, practice it on three people? Do you, do you, do you go that? out in front of an audience <laughs> in front of 500 and bomb and then realize, okay, that didn't work? Well, like, yeah. Well, I mean, for, the comedy thing was always trial and error. You know, you come up with a bit and then you go, okay, that sounds funny to me. And then you go out and do it. And if they don't laugh, then you either uh, d- uh, rewrite it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that's in the can. Right, or it's yeah. in the can. Wow. But a lot of, but a lot of, but, but if you, if you really believe in something that, that I, I, if you think maybe I didn't deliver it right or something, you just keep trying it yes. until they, they start laughing at yeah. it. That's all. Mm. Yeah. Same for you, Pop. You Absolutely. just try it in front of people. Absolutely. Well, the thing is exactly what Dennis, you first, you write it and you come up with it and you say, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And if you you're saying it's funny, then you you already got a good basis where yeah, that's funny. 
And then when you go out and do it, you're exactly right. You question yourself. And there's one of the lines we do on our show that I do that way. I said, you know what? I didn't say it right. And now I'm doing it a different way. Yeah. And for some reason, now they're laughing at it. But it's the same line I did a week ago. Right. Yeah. right. But now they're laughing at it because I'm saying it differently and I'm making a face when I say it. Yeah. yeah. So it, Rodney you know. Dangerfield had a line. He swear was he swore was going to get a laugh. He tried he tried this joke yeah. and he called me up. He said, I did this line tonight. I swear I thought I was going to get a laugh. <laughs> and I said, what was it, Rodney? He goes, I took, my wife was dumb, I tell you. I took it in a movie. She wanted to go backstage and meet the stars. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you guys get it. But... But you guys get it because you're in show business. Right. People in not in show business go, well, who would go back and meet? You know, they probably go, I know. They're, they're like, analyze. they're overanalyzed. Right. Right. Yes. They overanalyze. Yeah. So things like that, if you if you swear yeah. they're funny, you got to like, oh, that's the reason. Yeah. So speaking of like Rodney Dangerfield, people that have taught, influenced you guys into who you are, who would some of those people be? Comedically? Uh, Comedically and musically. You can go into both. Anybody who worked on the Sid Caesar show. <laughs> uh, uh, Mel Brooks, you know, Neil Simon, uh, Jerry Lewis, definitely. Mm. You know, and just a great sound. Any Jewish comic that worked in the Catskills, and you just take it from there. I mean, you watch them deliver a joke. I was watching a week ago, and, and as crazy as it sounds, but Myron Cohen. Now, Myron Cohen is a comedian from like... <laughs> 57 years. Nobody would even think of him. But yet I watched I have no idea who the hell right. he's talking about. Yeah. He's but, he, but he's telling a story of how a kid comes into the bakery and says he's complaining to the baker going, my mother said she went through the raisin bread and found and found a, a bug. And he goes, well, tell, bring, to bring back the bug and I'll give her a raisin. You know, and it's just, you know, and just but again, 70 years right. ago, 50 years ago, right, 60 right. years ago, these guys are just, they're funny. I think it was and, my win Go ahead. Yeah. I think it was Myron Cohen who had this joke. He says, I put down, uh, somebody asked me, uh, how many, uh, how often do you have sex? And and the guy put infrequently. And, and I said, is that one word or two? <laughs> 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 Shit like that. Nobody yeah. ever heard, right. you know, but right. man, it's still yeah. timeless. It's still yeah. pretty funny. Adam That's works. pretty cool because, you know, growing up and being a younger guy, you see the trickle down of it. You see those guys like Jerry Lewis and Shecky Green, who you hang out with, right. Mel Brooks. Oh. Right. Um, you know, and it teaches you guys your thing. And then being a young guy like me, I'm looking up at guys like you who influence guys like me. So it's like a really cool trickle down comedy nomics. Don't look up at Trickle Trickle down comedy nomics. Comedy nomics. Comedy nomics. It's a course. Yeah. yeah. great though is the, the old guys just to learn. I mean, you guys turned me on to, we would ride in van all the time. Yeah. And they turned me on to a Bill Burr. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right. Dad loves and Bill Burr. And I mean, funny as could be. <laughs> no, he's Bill great. Funny he's great. Jim Gaffigan, those, guys you know. like that. Paula Poundstone has always yeah. been one of my favorites. I like Louis C.K. too. He was. He's, yeah. he's really funny. Yeah. He's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Cool. That's really good. Thank you Whatever for that. happened to him? Uh, <laughs> something with his with his penis being brought out something at, an, at, with at, at his the penis. wrong time. There's Never. a weird Jeopardy category. Never. Something with his penis. Can we talk about how many penises have come out at wrong times, though? And like, okay, so all women are saying- I have the exact number. Like, Les Moonvev's bringing out a lot of, you know, improper penis. Uh, <laughs> Wynn, a lot of improper penis. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, right. a lot of improper penis work. Mm -hmm. I mean- mm -hmm. So this has been going on for probably hundreds of years before Wait, that. It's just back, now people are speaking up about. Go back to Louis stuff. B. Mayer at MGM. That's yeah. right. And, That's know, right. Just, so I guess we're, I'm starting to figure out why women are so fucked up mentally because they have been dealing. <laughs> they've been no. I get it. I get it. They've been dealing with this shit 
for millennia. Mm-hmm. Millennia. It was right. probably in caveman times where the guy yes. would bring back the thing, she'd give him shit, and his dick would just be out. And she'd be like, I can't deal with this. It's, <laughs> it goes back that far. And you know this for a fact? So, no, I mean, I studied it in history, but, okay. you know, <laughs> sociology. Those cavemen, man, they were assholes. Those, they were assholes. A lot dude. of them were. I knew one guy named <laughs> Idiot. Complete idiot. idiot. And idiot. abused women like crazy. But he got away with it because he lived seven million years ago. Yeah. yeah. Bastard. Son of a bitch. Anyway, next question. So, if you guys. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving along. Moving on. If you guys could give uh, young people, and I guess just anyone in the entertainment field, advice, what would you say? Be honest. You're not on the View. Say whatever. Say whatever you Run. want. Run. Yes. We, yeah. Yeah. We don't need any more of you. That would be the advice. Stay home. Do not follow. Do not follow your dreams. What camera's on? Please. Leave us alone. It's hard enough for us to get work. It really is. Stay stop. away from show stop. business. It's an awful, awful business to be in. <laughs> what would you say, Vin? Uh, same thing. Definitely. <laughs> Leave your paper at the door. Advice. Leave your tape at the door. Ah! Advice. God. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's a business where you got to have very, very thick skin. Yeah. And no matter what people tell you, you got to just keep on going. Everybody tells you it's never going to work. It's never going to work. You just keep going. Another funny Roddy Dangerfield story. This is actually true. Roddy Dangerfield went to see Eddie Murphy before he was famous mm-hmm. at some club, and he was really dirty, which he was. Eddie is, yeah. Yeah. And Roddy comes up and goes, hey, you're really funny, man, but you know, you're never going to go anywhere yeah. if, you, if you don't clean it up, you know? Mm. And Eddie goes, well, you know, that's what I do. A year later, he's like the biggest name in comedy. Apparently, they're in he's a men's room. He's wearing purple leather pants. Yes, I yes. Mean, and the rest is it. So they're in a men's room. Eddie's down at one stall, and Rodney's over there, and they catch each other's eye, and Eddie kind of like goes, and Roddy goes, and then he says, who knew? <laughs> so even the professionals don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, you can give advice, but you know whether somebody takes it or not is yeah. is up to them. Yeah. Really, it's true. It's true. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Very cool. Um, do you guys? Uh, I know we're all we're all Be- we're all Beatles fans. Uh, we here. are. We are like very yeah. fervent band, you know, right? Beatles fans. Yes, the band. band. Okay. The band, not the bug. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys think there will ever be another band or artist like the Beatles? And no. No, because there's never going to be another time like that. Yeah, I mean, and and, and now with with the internet, it's like there's nobody anymore. I mean, right, there's, there's nobody no, because there's, no radio, there's so much. There's no, you know, in our in our generation, we had like three TV, yeah, three stations. channels, yeah. Right. And you know, so you were locked in. And, so the know, whole country was locked into picking when the Beatles and one Elvis of the three. Came on, three. It was like, wow. Now you got YouTube and a thousand channels. Every artist is throwing their shit on Spotify. Yeah. It's right. how do you yeah. sift through the noise? Yeah. And at that time, what they did was so different from what yeah. was on the radio. Yeah. I mean, okay, set aside like uh, you know, Little Richard and and people like that who were in who were cool. who they were ripping off. Yeah. But you know, by but like the you know the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know the pop, the yeah. pop idols yeah. like you know the Fabians, that was such a stark. So that when they hit, and then you you couple that with just the amount of channels that were on, yeah, the entire country, the entire world went nuts. I don't know if that could happen anymore because yeah. everything's so fragmented. Yeah, no one's watching one thing anymore. That's true. Yeah, Bruno Mars is one of the few people I can say like broke out where he's in you know every continent doing yeah. his thing. He's a great right. musician, mm-hmm. um, great singer. Um, takes a lot of his stuff from James Brown, a lot of his stuff from right. Morris Day, a lot of his yeah. stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the same thing with comedy that we were talking about before. You're going to pull it from a bunch of different threads and you're going to try to make it your own. Right. Um, oh, there's a lot of people that are really good. I'm not yeah. saying there's not a people yeah. that are really good. It's, it's just, just like that, that kind big. of an earth shattering thing. It's not that big. Yeah. Yeah. It can't happen. You know? Yeah. Right. What's, uh, what's your favorite Beatles song slash album if you could pick one? <sighs> if you had to like, I know that's really <laughs> fucked up to ask. Greatest hits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the greatest hits album? <laughs> Beatles 1 is my 
my favorite. <laughs> Archives is my favorite Beatles I, album. I figured that was way too hard a question to ask, but I, but I thought I'd, I'd try. totally impossible. It is impossible. It's either yeah. Sgt. Pepper or Abbey Road. I mean, it's the way they, they pieced it together. Was yeah, fun. but even... Uh, even that, you can't, you can't discount the early stuff. I mean, the first, the you know, the first the Meet the Beatles is the first Great. album I ever got. So that's that's And then there's Rubber Soul. I mean, yeah. how can you differentiate? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. You like have a them. great McCartney voice. I you do. have an amazing. So McCartney I should just put voice. the I should just put the, the the accent on it. Maybe just <laughs> maybe just do maybe just do the, the entire interview. Of that how, are you, how are you, mate? Yeah. I'm all right, dude. Oh, man, yeah. that's what blew me away about him when I first met him. He, he do was you mean doing singing a, you, you or were talking? Singing. You know, really? you were doing a Kenny Davidson thing. And oh. I, I forget what friggin' song you Maybe did. Maybe it man. was. Uh, I don't remember. Silly but, love songs. But I just sat there and I was like, "Holy shit, dude, Dennis! Well, that's nice. Dennis is murdering these kids like <laughs> half his age. <laughs> like kids are getting up there and like just putting yeah. people to sleep with the shit that they're yeah. picking. Like for the record, I mean, I do got to say that about younger people too and people my age. They do not know how to pick songs for an audience. Up. And that was one of the few things up. that he talked to me about growing up. Was he goes, you know, okay, I show him a song. I go, it's been, it's a great song, but who gives a shit? It's like, you're going to do that song to who? Like what? Nothing. You know, so when I do a Kenny Davidson show, I'm going to look at my audience. I'm going to pick a song for them. Right. I'm not uh, going to do a song for me. I'm not going to go out there and do a Radiohead song. But it's, I love Radiohead. Right. I'll do it when I host it. I'll right. throw one in. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm going to sing one song in front of an audience, it's going to be for an audience. I see these young people get up and they do this slow dirge in a bar, in a yeah, it's bar horrible, it's horrible. to like 50 people that are just talking and ignoring them. And I go, how could you pick that fucking song? And it's, it's, you know, 101. And then Dennis, gets up, you and then Dennis gets up there and picks an up McCartney tune. Yeah. And then the whole fucking room is rocking. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah really, well, you're going to start proud. talking about my band on the run when I came down. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, you killed it on band on the run. And we're. It's the screams. And I mean, for the record. The McCartney screams. Yeah. The young kids don't. There's Kenny Davidson is doing another playlist at Tuscany. I think they're doing Abbey Road in a Hard Day's yes. Night, June twenty mm-hmm. fourth. Yes, and is it June 24th? Uh, I think it's June twenty fourth. Okay. Yeah, because Dave Braun, our guitar player, is on right. it. Okay, Yo, you're on it. Yes, and uh, I chose to do Golden Slumbers and to carry that weight into the end because it's like my favorite ending on any nice. album ever. Mm-hmm. So I told Dad, hey, Dad, I want you to come out and do, like, carry that weight in the you end want me to just do the screams. I wanted him to just do want to give me any part. No part. <laughs> just you do the screams and you're out. It's great having kids, isn't and it? And I'm, I'm like, a, can I, like, sing a verse? No, no, no. Just the screams and you're just out. Just the screams. Yeah. yeah. I was Thank like, you. Dad, I need you to do Thank that. You. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. I need him to do that. Well, well, for, well, stunt for, double. Stunt double. Come on in. <laughs> you know, well, for so. come together, they just want me to do this part. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. With my great McCartney voice. Is that what you're doing? No, I don't know what I'm doing yet. I don't know what you're doing. I didn't know people are picking songs yet. I better get in there. Yeah, you should get on that. I really should get on that. Well, if you're around, come out because you're going to see these two guys kill their McCartney. So come out. We we didn't say we were coming yet. (laughs) That was very Jewish sounding just now. (laughs) We didn't say it was coming. I I never said anything. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough about music and fun shit. Okay, Uh audience members, if you're skittish, if you're skittish about politics, if you don't want to hear Facts. Now is the time to cluck off. Your, Please do so. Your dad leave. can't wait. Leave, leave, leave. Yes. Wait. There we go. By the way, let's 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 give a big disclaimer. We don't discuss politics in any of our shows. We don't discuss politics we in don't. the show. That's this right. is us as human I beings. I may not discuss it on this you show. You don't have to. You can be a little you can be a little bitch and you can sit there and just be like, I don't want to get into it. 
All right, whatever, dude. This is the secret to Vin's Look, either longevity. Way, either yeah. way, this is my thing. The reason why we have so much discord and so much fucked up stuff going on in the world is because, A, we can't talk about it anymore. It's such a thing where you're either so far this or so far that. Nobody's moving. Nobody's talking. Nobody's coming together in common ground. And I feel like that's a major See, problem. Yes. Go ahead. You can interject, uh, Daddy. Go ahead. So if nobody's talking... It just seems that everybody's talking about one thing mm. and not another thing. Right, I agree. If we're going to investigate left, then we should investigate right. Yes. It should always be that way, but it never seems to be that way. Yeah. It just seems to be we're going to look one way and go that well, way. Well, the problem it, the problem with that a lot is the media, which, you know, CNN and MSNBC go towards the left and Fox is completely towards the absolutely. right. So there are no differing opinions on the two. We're going to get yes. into that subject yes. later, but we're going to get there. Yeah. First of all, I want to start with this. All right, Dad, this one's this one's for oh, you. Man. I know uh, I know as, as you've gotten older, you've started to lean a little more towards the right, and that's yes. totally cool. And the opening mon- – uh, thank you, Scott. Love you guys. <laughs> See, like my team over there, they're right, man. I love them, and I love Love and respect. Stop them for clapping, that. you bastards! What do you mean we can't talk? Yeah. What do you mean we can't talk? What are you talking about? So, uh, so in the opening monologue, I mentioned uh, a million plant and animal species are about to be extinct. Crazy weather is occurring. It's raining in the desert in Vegas right now. I think for what the 60th time this year, yeah, and we're least. only in May. And that's uh-huh. only because I moved here. That's is only because that you moved here, that and that's, and that's only climate. because that's not climate change. That's Vinny change. <laughs> that's because had I have moved to Alaska, it would be 90 degrees. Every so you're day. the you're the root of all of our problems. Yes, I think I we've discovered the the solution. To He's the root of a lot of if our If we can get rid of the Bronx Wanderers, ladies and gentlemen. I think so. The weather would clear up. Everything would be fine. Sunny every day. For the record, for the record also, he just got a car wash yesterday, and that's why it's raining. It rain. I did three did days you, ago. That's yeah. why it rains. Yeah. So I love go. it. I love it. I love it. I don't even get my car washed anymore. Yes. So uh, my, question is, my question okay. is, um, you're a scientific smart dude. Do you believe in climate change? Do you yes, believe this course. is a real issue? Yes, it's definitely a real issue, but, okay. but, but it's, a, it's an issue Good that- Good for you, man. It, but it's an issue that if you as the United States take it on, mm-hmm. that you're going to change everything you do and destroy every business that works here and stop doing cause, stop doing- what, Do you honestly think that the sky just above you is going to be clear because China's not going to stop, Russia's not going to stop, and the whole entire rest of the world is not geared to change and do things. Well, there like was a are. thing called the you know, Paris we, Climate we are, Change uh, are, Accord that but, we were supposed to be involved really in that we pulled out. Were us, and it was really kind of more designed. Where when you looked at that, we were doing like the United States always does. We do the bulk of all the work. That's right. We this, this is like when the United when the United. I Nations, like how Trump wait, came in and just said, "Fuck it, we are done doing anything." But, <laughs> but you know, done I mean, doing all this I mean, stuff. the United Nations says we're going to send in the army. That means 5,000 Americans, one, one guy from France, one guy from Italy, and two guys from Greece. You know, that's it. You know, and so it's like, you know, and again, so you got to take things in perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just like, you know, and, and, but we as a country have done a tremendous job in, in making strides toward helping the environment. We really have. I mean, we've done a really good job. And 20 years ago, what it was, 30 years ago when we were growing up, right. I mean, it was one way. It's so much better now. Mm. Yeah. But what, what, what's, what scares me is that the, 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 the attitude out there seems to be there is no, you know, our leaders saying there is a guy comes into Congress with a snowball and says there's no yeah. climate change. Yeah. And people are gullible enough, many of them, that say, oh, yeah, see, yeah, there's no, it's getting, it's cold in the winter, there's no climate change. Know, it's, it's and sad. people And people are sometimes sheep, and they just go, see, so there's no problem, and, and that's what happens. So, so, I mean, incrementally, we could be starting to work on some things, but these people who are in charge, they just, they just take uh, this extreme position, 
And it's like, that's the way it is, and, and nothing gets done. Yeah, well, it's the I same hope- thing with gun control. Obviously, if you put some controls on guns, every shooting is not going to stop. Absolutely But if you not. stop a few of them, that's a good thing, especially if the, the person who gets killed is someone that you know. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, nothing's going to solve every problem, but start, you know, start, start doing something. I like that. You know, you know, Very good. You know what a cool thing was? There was a bar in our neighborhood, and this guy walked in to rob it. And when he came with the gun and said, "All right, this is a holdup," the entire room laughed. And at the <laughs> and at the same time, at the same time they laughed, they all pulled out a gun and pointed Get out it of that at him. That's hilarious. And you know, and that's a movie scene. That, that's the thing. It ticket. is a movie. Right. You know, if everybody in school, if all the teachers have a gun, it's like, here you go. We got to, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't trust anyone. Like I wouldn't trust the majority <laughs> of my former teachers with a gun. Yes, I'd be um, dead if my teachers had guns. Last topic. Last topic. Because one of my one of my. Real pet peeves is is Fox News for me, because you watch these, you watch that show, and anytime somebody with a differing point of view talks on it, they cut them off, they talk over them, they're not allowed to talk on that. So I'm going to show you a clip right now of Donald Trump. We're going to go to a clip right now. Scott, can we cue up that clip of uh, Donald Trump for a minute? What's going on with Fox, by the way? What's going on there? They're putting more Democrats on than you have Republicans. It's something strange is going on at Fox, folks. Something very strange. Did you see this guy last night? I did want to watch. I, you always have to watch the competition, if you call it that. And he was knocking the hell out of Fox. And Fox yeah, you can pull it. Yeah, so anyway. So, so Republicans uh, like Trump and, and Hannity don't want anyone with differing views on, on Fox. You know, like Pete Buttigieg was recently on. He did great. Standing mm-hmm. ovation. Well, I mean, Bernie again, Sanders was on. Did great. Standing again, ovation. Take it, take it and he's freaking out that you got these differing views take, on for the first no, no, time. No, 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 no. You see, that's the way you're looking at it. Okay. If you really look at it. Well, what did he just the, say? What, what, what did he say? He's saying is I've got CNN, I've got MSNBC beating the shit out of me every day. And the one network that I have that kind of sticks up. Ah, 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 not with facts. Okay. A lot of things have proved wrong. Okay. And now when Fox comes out and says something, and basically now they're bringing also more guys to beat the shit out of them. How should he react? What do you want him to say? Bring it on? See, and have everybody turn on? See, Come it's on a matter of degree. You got to wonder, how do I work with this guy every day? But I, this is what it is, America. But we got to come together. We right. got to come together. See, there's nothing wrong with having differing views. Yeah. But, you know, nothing, but, right. but then calling the other, other, other side stupid. No, I would never help. call him stupid. Right. No, but I'm saying, but, that, but right. that's what a lot of this that's is. What that's what a lot of people happening. do. Yeah. Uh, I don't see, I agree with you. I think the uh, the, the left, you know, MSNBC is By obviously way, a left I know we don't want to say stupid, but you got to kind of say Ocasio's. Oh thing. no no that's no, a little no, stupid. No, no. no. Yeah, whole thing, whole not, thing. No, just that uh, her premise is pretty. You know, what's her premise? What's her premise? She's got two. Everything. She's got like thirty-five million Twitter everything. followers. No, do you mean, do you mean we're not going to fly? Stop airplanes. See, that's you know, that's, that's what happens. all bullshit. That's, that's propaganda. That's from propaganda, the, dude. Because yeah, you watch propaganda. Fox News, there was a memo she that went out. No, she never said it. There was a memo that went out. There was a memo that went out that had those facts written by somebody else, and it was circulated just like the Dr. Pelosi video that showed her slurring and drunk the problem is it's a propaganda network you're only hearing one view from fucked up people as opposed to the facts now if you listen to her she said we're never getting rid of planes we're never getting rid of cows none of this is whoever said this so but for the last that's your point is bullshit is the bullshit last two years You've got the other two networks just saying collusion and obstruction. The You're wrong. Time. You have fucking what was what no was, no no what the was other the guy that was McCain's guy um uh in the movie Game Change the bald guy yeah. what was uh-huh. his name um Steve uh-huh. 
Steve Smith, was that his name? Oh, oh yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Steve Smith, who has totally become a he's like, independent so now. they're on MSNBC all the yeah. time. Bill Chris, Anthony no, Scaramucci's on MSNBC no, all the time. There's differing views on there. We're, we got to close up the show because we're getting close to that but time. Did, did but let's just close say, up. Okay, you know. Oh my God! Shit! It is the end of. Did the I just win a prize? God. Did I just win a prize? We may have offended oh one million God. people. We yeah. have offended one million. Yes. Yeah. Oh my, God, oh my God! See, now we're all still friends. Well, yes. not so much with Vin but anymore. We're all but yes, yes. <laughs> we're all gotta, still friends. Somebody's got to be the grown-up in the room. We're I'm all sorry. still friends. It's well, cool. It's cool. Listen, either when we way, find that person. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Either way, uh, thank you guys for being candid and talking about this stuff. I know it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, Dad, I love you. Regardless no of what politics, you think, I love you, man. man. It's fine. No politics. Here. It's okay. Dennis, I love you, dude. You have an upcoming thing uh, with your jazz album. Where are you playing? Don't well, you I'm sh- doing the, uh, 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 when, depending on when this airs, I'm doing the uh, Italian American Club. Two, <laughs> hour, two hours? Two hours. Oh, <laughs> I'm at Italian American Club on Thursday with Bob Sachs on bass and David Ramirez on drums. Awesome. In the, in the lounge. Make sure you go check that out. Check that out. Check that out. That's Dad, you got a show thing. coming up too, right? I quit. No, I'm okay. tired. Dad quit. <laughs> Fuck After it. I heard all this political shit, I quit. I'm out. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. Anyway. This is going ah, anyway, to make I the internet. You. I love you. Love You're you a great too. role model. Both you of you are great role models. <laughs> thank you guys for being sports out there. I want to thank my team over there, Scott, everybody. We love you guys. Uh, tune in in a couple weeks for the next episode of What the Cluck. We love you. Be fair. Take care. Cluck off. Love you.